Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, ob la d, ob la da. Complainant Pat insists that not only is the White Album not the Beatles' greatest album, it's one of their worst. He's constantly hectoring his friend Joseph, who believes it to be among their best. Who is right? Who is wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as the Honorable Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. Ladies and gentlemen, happiness is a warm judge. You may be seated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gentlemen, please raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that the only Beatles album he has is that... One with uh, uh, baby butchering. Baby chopped up butchering <laughs> Beatles album. <laughs> I do. That's what it's I called. That's, for that's, display purposes. That's his actual title, by the way. Most people think it's called something else, but that's his actual title. Not a lot of people know that. Baby chopped up butchering Beatles album. <laughs> Judge Hodgman? Uh, do you guys agree to that? Yes. I do. Yes, I do. Pat, are you the complainant? Uh, yes. Right. Yes, I am. So let's talk a little bit about what your complaint is today, Pat. My complaint is largely with the world, um, <laughs> but Joe... So, so shall we refer to you then as the constant complainant then? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Yes, yes, you know. What, is the, what um, is the issue that brings you before the court today? What justice do you yes. seek, Pat? I really like to think of this as I'm looking out for the next generation as they are discovering... Are you hitting a desk with a, with a shoe while you're talking, like Khrushchev? <laughs> is that what's happening? <laughs> I'm looking out for the next I, I, generation... Ease off, Clarence Darrow. (laughs) Yeah, there's only one gavel in this courtroom, and I got it. And I don't even know what it is yet. (laughs) Yes, you do. I don't even know what my... It's a fine gavel. I I will have order, please. I don't even know what the gavel is going to be yet. So now you may may go ahead. So you're looking out for the next generation. Yes, in that in critical discussion and how the Beatles catalog is presented to the uninitiated, um, I consider myself fairly initiated. The Beatles are my favorite band, have been since the age of 10 or so. How old are you now? Like 25, actually today. Um, You're 25 uh, today? Yes, yes. Happy birthday. My 25th birthday. Bailiff yes, Jesse, will you. you spank the constant complainant 25 times? <laughs> <laughs> also, I would like to uh, introduce that as evidence of, you know, come on, it's my birthday. Um, oh, uh, I think that you will find that that will not endear you to me. Ah, damn. All right. There are no special Um, considerations given due to random arrangements of births on a calendar. (laughs) All right. I will listen to the merits of the case and the merits of the case only. And your case is you love the Beatles. You have done for some time. They are your favorite band. But you spend much time discussing them. Certainly. Okay. Well, that 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 is definitely the mark of a Beatles fan for sure. Yes. Okay. Do you know what? This will go. This will go easier if we take turns speaking. So I will make it very clear to you when I've stopped. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and speak? I will try to be quiet. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Yes. So in all of my discussions of the Beatles, everybody or most people revere the White Album as one of their greatest albums. And this is how it was presented to me as I was a youngster coming up, listening my way through the Beatles catalog. Then when I heard it, I found it to be very uh, disappointing in that it's so it's just it's not it doesn't hold together it's not a cohesive album 
Uh, it's about a quarter great songs, about half sort of mediocre middling songs that are kind of forgettable. And then there's another quarter that just kind of sucks. And I think that time is better spent discussing and lauding the more laudable uh, albums in the Beatles catalog, such as you know, know, right, say, before, Revolver. I, I, Rizzo, I understand. Let, let, me, let, me interrupt, let me interrupt there for a second. What album are we talking about? We're talking about, well, technically named The Beatles. Thank you. Uh, I just want to make well, sure that people understand because, you know, yeah. uh, Beatles fans are nitpickers. All right. You say that most people revere this album as one of the Beatles' greatest albums. I don't know who these most people are, but those are the authorities, the, the, the people who are dragging you down in life because they are, in your mind, wrong, these most people. Yeah. Uh, and you would say one of the best, not the best, right? Some will say that. Okay. Um, who is the yeah, respondent? Averaging. Okay, no, that's fine, I've got it. Who is the respondent? Joe? Joe, yeah. Joe, come forward, please. Are you one of okay. these most people that, that are bothering Pat about this album I all think the time? I, I think I'm probably the, sm- the spokesperson of most people, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is Pat representing uh, most people? No, no, I am representing oh, excuse me. In, in Pat's head. I, yeah, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Is, uh, all right, so so the so the uh, so the defendant is Joe representing most people. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Sure. And do you contend in your heart, uh, truthfully, that the Beatles, also known as the White Album, is mm-hmm. one of the best Beatles albums? Yes. Do you contend that it is the best Beatles album? No. By one of the best, do you mean one of the top three or one of the top five? I would say top five. Okay. And what are the top five in your mind? Um, I, don't, I don't have quite so... Uh, you don't order don't things like, like that? Because you're... Top one through, yeah, exactly. Right. I, right. I would describe it as a less black and white, more of a gray area of Revolver, The Beatles, um, Abbey Road, and we'll throw... We'll put Sgt. Pepper's up there. Um, sure, I, I'm why don't we? I'm a fan of the, the, la- the later work, aside from maybe Let It Be. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pat, you yes. you feel that the White Album, also the Beatles, also known as the White Album, uh, is not in the top five. No. Where I, would you I actually? If you were to rank things, because you seem like a ranker to me, if you were yes. to rank it, where would you rank it? I have it on my personal list at number eleven. Do you have your personal list I, in front of you by any chance? Yes, okay. I do. Let's hear the top ten. Wait a minute! Didn't even make the top ten. Nope. I enjoy the Beatles like most people. I am not. I'm not a collector of Beatles albums and ephemera, apart from my prized uh, possession, my most prized album, uh, Beatles Butcher's Babies. But <laughs> yeah. even I, and I'm not a ranker. I don't put things in, in, in order. I don't make lists. I'm not John Cusack in High Fidelity. I don't care. But even I, if I were forced, as I feel like I am being forced now, to determine uh, where it fits, I would put it in the top 10. Let me hear your top 10. All right, All right. my top 10 have Number one, have a Revolver. Number two, Abbey Road. Number three, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Number four, Rubber Soul. Number five, Please Please Me. Number six, Magical Mystery Tour. Number seven, Help. Number eight, Beatles for Sale. Number nine, Hard Day's Night. Number 10, Ram. You just, just throw in Ram, because it's not even a Beatles <laughs> album. We'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would. I would best of the Be- best of the Beatles, no. Volume Two. How many Thanks. albums did the Beatles record? I, I confess my ignorance of this. The total number of in, albums during their career. In official Beatles canon. Uh, well, I would expect no less. 
We're talking canon. There's 13, and then there are the uh, two Past Masters series. Okay, hold on. No, no, no. Uh, I don't want to hear about any Past Masters. I, you know, <laughs> I like to listen to music. I don't, I don't even know what those terms mean. 13 albums. Top 10 do not include the White Album. Then you sneak the White Album in at number 11, kind of as an insult. But of the 13 yeah. albums, it is the third worst. That is yes. a provocative statement. Yes, it is. I know that you will defend this statement, but for a moment I'd like to turn to Joe and get his response to this. And I'd like to hear his, I think, the common sense, received wisdom, most people opinion is why you are wrong. Now, I'm listening honestly to both arguments here. as you, I have no stake in this fight, and uh, I am not a Beatles expert by any means. So, Joe, um, please speak for most people. My, my uh, general argument is that uh, Pat is holding this album to uh, very particular personal standards uh, that probably are unfair to try to apply to the entire world of Beatles fans, and especially young fans. I mean, this strategy he seems to have of raising new Beatles fans, it, it seems like it's just trying to recreate his own sort of experience of growth along with the Beatles. I'm going, to, the I'm going to interrupt you there, Joe. Did you say... Pat is raising new Beatles fans. The, by, by the way, he was talking about it at the start. Does Pat, uh, is, is Pat, is Pat, is Pat have a, a, a weird private orphanage somewhere in the country? If, if not a literal one, then a metaphorical one in some way, yes. Okay. It seemed like the way Pat was talking about this is that the stakes, the stakes of this argument are the way in which the Beatles will be experienced by another generation in that our, our, you know, but Joe, do you know, do you know something, yeah. Joe, you know something? Pat can make his own arguments. I don't need to hear your critique of his arguments. This can only be so meta. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Give me, that's true. Give that's me a true. cohesive argument from the point of view of what I, what I think is common wisdom mm-hmm. that the, that the white album, the Beatles, also known as the white album belongs at least in the top 10, if not the top Five, according to you. Right. Why is this um, record I, good? Let's get to first principles here. Well, first of all, there's the kind of backstory that ultimately that in, enriches the experience, if you know it, of the, um, the Beatles sort of going off to India and returning with this catalog of songs. Yes, yes. And the are, Yogi tried to kiss uh, Prudence and Mia Farrow's sister and everyone got upset. Yes, and, but they're sort of a, it's the Beatles sort of reconciling with one another, and you have the various personalities of the Beatles um, expressed in this album just as well as I would say in any of them. And I think that's something that most Beatles fans do appreciate is the variety brought by that. Can we, can we just um, not talk about, can we just not talk about Beatles fans for a moment? Because look, I, sure. I, I believe in nerddom. I believe in passionate absorption in things that you care about. Um, and particularly in, in cultural media, you know, it's something that I appreciate that people love stuff a lot and they really get into music or records or, uh, or books or, or films or TV series, and that's great. But there is a kind of nerddom that becomes this uh, endless rat hole where you're just chasing continuity and backstories down a sewer and you're never seen again. I want to talk about not what Beatles fans get out of these albums, because indeed we are talking about the orphans that are being raised by Pat, who are just experiencing this music for the first time. I wanna talk about how humans perceive this album. Do you understand what I mean? Right. So let's not talk about what the backstory is because when you throw this thing on, like for the first time, I would hope that neither one of you guys would be there screaming in my ear, telling me about how upset John Lennon was 
that uh, Sexy Sadie tried to kiss Prudence. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm going to ask you some simple questions. Are these good songs? Yes. Okay. Uh, Are they all good songs? I would say most of them are good songs. What song is the best on all four sides of this massive album? I would say I Will. Yeah, that's not even one that I recognize. Yeah, I Will? the hell? Um, Well, Pat, Pat, I will have order, Pat. Your turn will come. Don't worry. Jess, uh, uh, Bailiff Jesse, Bailiff Jesse, yes, stand by, please. Bailiff Jesse, what are our what are our our, our legal uh, uh, liabilities if I had this fellow hum? I will. Am I going to get sued by Apple Corps? I'll take care of him if anything goes wrong. All right, give me give me a little rendition of I will because I'm sure I've heard it, but uh, I don't even recognize you, that title. Your 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 friend Jonathan Colton has actually done a cover of this song, so we could always throw that in here. No, well, but, you know uh, what? When I when I want to hear Jonathan Colton play a song. <laughs> I pull him out of the closet and make him play. Yeah. It's okay, your I'll, turn I'll, now, Joe. You want me to hum it? I, if you don't, I'm going to believe you don't really have a stake in this fight, and I'm going to dismiss the okay. case. I need you to win this case. <laughs> yes, I do recognize. That yes, that's a beautiful. Yeah. That's a beautiful song. The statement of devotion from one person to another. Right. You know, it, it's touching. And it's and uh, I think it it has something of substance to stay and it's, and this is always uh, in the context of the rest of the album. I would say a lot of these the the album is also full of fun songs, sort of songs you grow up with as a kid. If your if your parents are uh, I'm talking about other Beatles fans again, so I apologize, Judge. Um, but for instance, Rocky Raccoon is three tracks. Um, Proceeding, and it is a. It's a. You know what? You don't need song. to impress. You don't need to impress me by where they are in track order. There are so many songs on this album, and now that I'm refamiliarizing myself with it, that are so much more iconic, ambitious, passionate, and interesting. That while that is a great Beatles song, without doubt, uh, it is. It is not the best song on this album. When you have you know, back in the oh. USSR, mm-hmm. you have Helter Skelter. These are great songs, iconic songs. And even if you are more of a McCartney person than a Lennon person, you have perhaps the greatest McCartney song of all time on this album, Blackbird, which is about 10 times bester than I will, (laughs) in my opinion. Sure. So I appreciate that you now are speaking for Joe as opposed to most people, but that argument did not do you any favors. Stand by, Joe. Pat. I bet you're. I bet you're feeling pretty excited now by my takedown of Joe. Yes, I am. Yes. And and now to indulge in a little bit of of what poor Joe was trying to get into before I shut him down. But but this is a, a, a historic album in the sense that it is the point really where the Beatles and particularly the songwriting sensibilities of McCartney and Lennon really diverge. Right. This is the first time that Yoko Ono was in the studio. If I understand correctly. And this is the first time that they're starting to really perform and write and record separately in a, in a way that is never going to be repaired after this album. Would you argue with that, mm-hmm. Pat? No, I, I do not argue that it's, I actually, my argument is that it is an interesting historical document, but it's a difficult listen and it's not good for, for people who are just learning the Beatles catalog. And even as a, you know, uh, seasoned Beatles listener, I still go back to it very rarely because it's a difficult listen. It's hard to make it through. It's like 95 minutes long. 
and and again, about a quarter of it is bad, mm-hmm. and about another half of it is pretty forgettable. What's the best like, song? Yeah, what's sure. the best song on the album? Uh, Helter Skelter. What's the worst song on the album? Revolution Number Nine. And what's the most forgettable um, song on the album? Uh, I don't know. Um, you don't remember, yeah, right? I, I forget. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hard. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Your Blues, Long, 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 Piggies, I'm So Tired, Why why Don't We Do It in the Road, that's just a silly little, and like a lot of it's so slight and just, it just kind of feels tossed off, whereas what's so great about the rest of the Beatles catalog is that it's all so perfect and like so tight and great and just consistently amazing. Whereas it's so, this album's so scattershot and difficult to listen to and has just weird bits that don't pay off. And actually, I would argue, kind of mark a step back from where they were at, like, Revolver. Revolver, my favorite Beatles album, my third favorite album of all time. Um, I'm glad you got the ranking down. Yes, is stylistically varied, certainly, um, and very experimental. Like, I, I would... I characterize Tomorrow Never Knows, the last song in Revolver, as being almost like experimental techno in 1967. And I don't toss around the term techno lightly. Don't, don't worry. I'm a, uh, I think we tech. all know that, Pat. <laughs> but Pat, let me, let, me, let me interrupt you because I know that you would like to turn this into your own personal Beatles podcast. But I've got a case <laughs> to decide here. And while I could see an argument like, well, which is better, uh, Revolver or the White Album uh, going on late into the night in somebody's cruddy living room, uh, full of passion and, and reasonable argument, um, I think the harder, the harder argument to understand is this. What was your number 10 Beatles album? With the Beatles. Why did With the Beatles, number 10, edge out? Why is that better than the White Album? Yes, it is about half covered, certainly, but there's stuff. You're, so you're, well. you're anticipating my. I, I don't even have to make <laughs> noises of disapproval. You uh, you hear them in your head already when you say when you when you say this. It's a hard argument, I think, to make that it is better than the Beatles. Let me ask you this: um, What is your favorite song on uh, with the Beatles? My gut's going to say "Roll Over, Beethoven." All right, let me hear it. Roll over Beethoven. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't think uh, I was going to let you get away without singing something. If not that, yeah. pick a song and sing I, it. I have to sing a Beatles song? Or hum it. Anyone? And it better not be one on the White Album, or this thing is being thrown out of court. <laughs> the best Beatles song. You are very happy um, to make a list of ten best Beatles albums. What is the best Beatles song? Oh, God. That's like picking my favorite child out of my... Uh, out of your orphanage, I know. Uh, I, I really, I may have to go with Twist and Shout. That's an honest answer. Let's go. <laughs> Let's hear it. Come on, shake it up, baby. Now shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. Come on, come on, come on now, baby. Now. You could have hit that note. Come on, baby. <laughs> come on and work it on out. Work it on out. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. <laughs> oh God! So you, bad. so the thing, so the thing of it is, and I'm, I'm asking you this for other reasons than just humiliating you for my own amusement, yeah. and to hear your singing voice, which is lovely, by the way. But I think that's an honest answer. You like those early songs. You like those tight songs. 
I do. Um, and, and I think that this plays into, without trying to psychoanalyze you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, your desire to pass along this legacy of something you really like to the children that you're keeping prisoner in your home. And my home is a lair. Don't worry. Yeah, I understand. I but a, but I is this important to is this truly important to you to um to to uh, pass along the Beatles to to others? Yes. Okay. Yes, I mean, and your concern is that the, the the White Album, uh, the Beatles, also known as the White Album, first of all for being so long, is it their only double album? Yes. Okay. And in many ways, very indulgent, and in many ways, yeah. an album of transition, and in many ways, a complicated yeah. album. Because it is true that if you were to listen to this album first, you would not understand who these guys were at all. You would, <laughs> you know, you would be listening to four different guys, basically. Yes. And, and so your concern is that if you that because you understandably expect an apocalypse to come soon, certainly, and there may be only one one Beatles record that may be passed along to another generation. <laughs> yes. Um, that that this one would be the worst one. Is that right? Yes. Right. Oh. I have everything I need. I, I I'm going to go into so. chambers. I mean, I'm going to go into chambers and make my considerations and my deliberations, and I'm going to uh, transcendentally meditate for about 35 hours, and then call up Mia Ferris, <laughs> and then uh, and then I will be back with my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Pat, I have a question for you. Yes. Why did you not once mention the Beatles' greatest song? The Girl is Mine, featuring Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, I, I tell you that is it because that. you hate hayrides? <laughs> Joe, I have a question. For sure. If you win this case, do yeah. you think that Pat will shut his mouth? Absolutely not. I mean, we've seen that in his other case that's been decided by Judge John Hodgman um, in the case of Cakes or Pat Walsh versus... Uh, cupcakes, in that he immediately took to social media and um, and just in real life, just bashing cupcakes like Judge John Hodgman had uh, had not told him that cupcakes are perf- perfectly good baked good and uh, perfectly enjoyable. And Pat, Pat has flown in the face of the judge's decision before. Yes, although Pat, Pat, uh, Pat, wait, this is Judge John Hodgman here. I want yes. you to think very seriously, despite okay. Joe's provocation about whether you're going to bring up cupcakes at this time. This is a delicate moment for you. That, no, I have ruled on cupcakes, that, and I am not going to relitigate this issue. So I am going to now put you to the it, test. Are you able wise, to hold your, keep your peace on this subject? Yes. No, I'm going to prove that you're wise and that you called me a cake hoarder. Um, I currently have uh, three cakes sitting at my house ready for eating. All right, you did not say cupcake, so that's fine. No, no. All right, let's not talk about it any further, shall we? Jesse, will you welcome me back into uh, the courtroom, please? Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. You know, the, the reason that I was so concerned that Pat was going to bring up cupcakes again was that we had done this clearing the docket sidebar on cupcakes where I said that Pat's aversion to cupcakes was certainly a reasonable perf- personal taste for him, uh, but not reasonable to impose upon the world and not an argument that he would ever win, and that cupcakes are perfectly fine. And this is something that I think Joe alluded to here. This is something that has haunted Pat to the point that 
At the recent Max FunCon, poor Pat came up to me at a tired moment at the end of the thing and started talking about cupcakes, and I got a little upset about it, didn't I, Pat? Yes. Yes. Reasonably and I, so. And I, no, well, one could argue whether or not it was reasonable. It was the end of a long, fun weekend that I hope you will all join us on again sometime in the future when we do another Max FunCon. But I was tired, and I just didn't want to fight about cupcakes anymore. It just felt like that had taken over my whole life. And, uh, and I was not as, quite as polite as I could have been to you, Pat, so I wish to offer you an apology. Thank you very much, Honorable Judge Hodgman. Now shut up, because I need to talk. I'm... And, but there is an issue here, which is that, too, I, I tend to not like to rule on issues of taste, because there is no arguing with taste. It's simply someone likes something or they don't like something. And that is precisely why I ruled so swiftly on the matters of cupcakes. And why I was so hesitant to take up this case, because it truly is an issue of if you like something, you like something. If you don't like something, you don't like something. But I do appreciate that there are certain uh, cultural products that have uh, a, a kind of a relevance and a historicity that is important. Now, Joe, arguing for many people, you're not an attorney, are you? No. No, good. What do you do for a living? I'm a graduate student. I trust you're great at that. Excellent, yeah. Because you did not actually make a very good argument, I have to say, for the White Album. Not just because you like that song. I think that's a beautiful song. Um, but you were not, I don't think you had the courage of your convictions to, to, to beat back the unyielding tide that is <laughs> Pat's weird and unceasing opinions about things. And Pat, you did something that surprised me. You made me look at the, the Beatles, also known as the White Album, in a completely different way. When you first wrote in saying, I don't like it, and I think it's dumb, and I don't think it's a very good album, I thought you had gone insane. Because it is received wisdom that it is a very good album. But your arguments, I think, were very interesting and very sound in terms of the length of the album, the number of songs on it that were, um, that were very good versus the number of songs on it that were just okay versus the number of songs on it that were just sort of a lark. And so I began to really rethink what I was going to say about this. But if you were to leave uh, one album of the Beatles to the generation of orphans that you are keeping in your basement after the coming global superpocalypse, it might be wrong to leave the Beatles, AKA the White Album. There may be a better choice. Would that be uh, your choice of with the Beatles or what would you choose? Did you decide? Probably Revolver, okay. either that or Abbey Road. Okay. I think those are reasonable choices if you only were to choose one album. But if you were to choose 10 albums, which is the extremely generous range that we are giving this to fall into, if you were to leave 10 Beatles albums behind to the generation of orphans living in your basement to know what the Beatles were about during the coming global superpocalypse, and you did not include the White Album, you would be doing that generation of orphans you are keeping prisoner in your basement a disservice, sir. Not only because you are keeping them in your basement, but also that this is an album uh, that is important in the trajectory of the Beatles' career, and I think critical in the trajectory of the Beatles' career, even as a, a minor league Beatles fan. I know this. And that, I think, alone makes it interesting and suitable and critical. And so if you really wanted those children to understand what the Beatles were all about. And I think you sincerely do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be keeping them prisoner. <laughs> uh, you know, I think you would be doing them a disservice if you left out this chapter of the music that they made in favor of a bunch of cover songs. With the Beatles goes out of number 10, 
The Beatles, a.k.a. The White Album, goes in at number 10 with a bullet. This is the sound of a gavel. Bom, 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 bom. Ladies and gentlemen, The Beatles. Judge John Hodgman <laughs> rules. That is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the court. Pat, how do you feel right now? Uh, I, I feel that this was a relatively fair decision. I, I think justice has been served, and I, I might in the future uh, pipe down a bit. Joe, do you believe Pat will actually pipe down? Uh, probably not, no. How do you feel right now? Um, I, I feel okay. I'm glad that Judge Sean Hodgman has sort of ruled in my favor. It does. I feel a little, a little disappointed in myself that I, uh, it seems like I've, represent, I've represented conventional wisdom and that it's a, it's a conventional wisdom that's all, uh, in the end been uh, justified, but that I've, sort of, I've, that I've done a bad job of it. And, and Joe, don't, be, don't beat yourself up. You, you, were, you were tasked with something impossible. I mean, you basically <laughs> had to argue that the sky was blue. Luckily, luckily for all of us, Joe, I was here to make judgment. <laughs> I, you know yeah. what I'm going to do to celebrate this, uh, this uh, amazing decision is I'm going to enjoy a cupcake in Chambers. Thank you very much, gentlemen. <laughs> thank you. Pat, Pat, Joe, thank you for being on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you very much, Jesse. Thank you, Judge Hodgman. Another case decided, another Chambers retired, too. I think your poetry lessons are going quite well, Bailiff Jesse. Thank you, Judge Hodgman. Mm, cupcake? Mm. You know, I normally don't go in for sweets of any kinds. I don't like cakes. I don't like cupcakes. I don't like cookies. I don't like brownies. But when these cupcakes, they taste of judgment and spite. And I like it. Perhaps we can keep the judgment train rolling with a little docket clearing. Yeah, well, we've got some things piled up, don't we? Jesse W. writes... Dear Judge, my friend Andrew and I are in a band together. After a recent band practice, we decided to relax by listening to a vinyl recording of the seminal Fleetwood Mac album, Rumors. We listened to it on a period-appropriate stereo system. I noticed that the bass was very pronounced. (laughs) Nice. I like that. Go on. I noticed that the bass was very pronounced and proceeded to investigate the stereo. It became apparent that the bass boost button had been engaged. My friend Andrew had pressed that button. A heated argument ensued. I insisted that the bass boost was intended to be used at low volumes only as a tool to improve the sound. He, however, insisted that it be used at all volumes because it just sounds better. I contend the albums, rumors especially, should be listened to as intended. He says it's the listener's choice. Please help us come to a conclusion in this matter. You know what? It's the listener's choice, period. And I am I'm getting a little fed up with the audiophiles and the, uh, and, the, and the music snobs fighting on my podcast. This is not where this is supposed to happen. That's supposed to happen in your cruddy living rooms. Please take it there. And I sentence you all to purchase Sharpling and Worcester's two seminal albums on this very subject of music snobbery, uh, Rock, Rot, and Rule, and also uh, New Hope for the Ape-Eared. Listen to them and learn. And you know what? Press the bass boost. I don't care. Here's one from Dieter. He writes, oh, no. Your Honor. <laughs> I can see where this is. This is from, this is from a man named Bang and Olufsen. Your Honor, my wife and I have a perfect relationship in every way, 
save for the fact that she is unwilling to recognize the clear and simple fact that Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and Baba Black Sheep are, in fact, the same song. Please help. They are, in fact, the same song. Written by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, you may also recognize the tune as the alphabet song. Case closed. <laughs> Thank you, Judge Sean Hodgman. Are there any, are there any further cases? No, sir. It occurs to me that we have not given uh, Adam Marcus an update on what's happening on Will Price's Facebook in a couple of weeks. And this was something that I promised I would do on behalf of Will Price to make Adam Marcus aware of what's happening on Will Price's Facebook page. So I just want to say, Adam, take, a, take out a piece of pencil, take out a piece of paper and a pencil. This is what's going on. Will Price, Will and Gabriel Gutierrez are now friends. Will started playing Army Attack. Will and Jenna Mulberry are now friends. Uh, Will Price uh, wrote on Anna Bedsoul's wall, I am tempted to tag you in this image, but not as the innocent girly in the first panel. Question. Well, that's a very interesting thing there. And also, Will Price uh, likes a link. That link is Judge John Hodgman, episode 27, The Friendship Inquest, which is the podcast that refers to Will Price and his friend Marcus. So there you go. That is the update. May I listen to a man playing uh, The Entertainer? Thank you. Thank you very much, Jesse. Thank you, Judge Hodgman. Goodbye. The Judge John Hodgman Podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support this show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Matt Gorley. His great podcast, by the way, is called Super Ego. You can find it in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at areasofmyexpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, email us and be sure and include your telephone number. The email address is hodgman at maximumfun.org. If you have thoughts about the show, you can always comment on it on our message board, forum.maximumfun.org. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.